0: You're listening to the Toolstation Western League Podcast with Ian Knockholds and Tom Hiscott.
1: Welcome listeners to episode 10 of the Toolstation Western League Podcast with me, Ian Knockholds, and I am delighted to be joined on the line by Tom Hiscott, the author of The Bulletin. Hello, Tom. How are you?
2: Yeah, I'm doing really well, thanks. How about yourself?
1: Well, I'm very well. I'd like to tell you about my weekend, but I know that you've been watching your other love, American football.
2: Uh,
1: and uh, But you've been doing it in a rather um, uh, British place because, of course, you have been to the new Tottenham Stadium. How did you find it?
2: Yeah, absolutely wicked. I, I don't think there would be a bad seat in the house at that place. It's like, yeah, it's a state of the art, as you can imagine. Um, yeah, absolutely wicked wicked uh, wicked atmosphere and yeah good, uh, pretty good game to game to watch on sunday so yeah that was um the the the, uh, the pinnacle of my weekend
1: and who were the protagonists
2: we had the carolina panthers who beat the tampa bay buccaneers so it was yeah it was a divisional game so um yeah not not quite a rivalry i wouldn't call it but you know they're playing the same same division so know each other quite well so it was a yeah it's pretty important game and it was yeah played out pretty well and as you say i mean yeah the stadium and and what have you is is totally awesome. I, yeah, I could well a, a football atmosphere would be would be just as brilliant. I'm sure on a Saturday afternoon. So uh, yeah, I definitely would recommend to to others if if the opportunity arises.
1: D- did you have one of those pints that fills from the bottom?
2: <laughs> I did see yeah I did see them in action. Somebody um, foolishly alongside from us um, started playing around with the bottom and then looked a bit miffed, and when they found the drink was all um, had dropped on their laps but um <laughs> i wasn't quite that stupid fortunately um but yeah that's uh, yeah it was it was an interesting um, conception and yeah but pretty cool
1: right well there you go there's a, there's a moral in that story there <laughs>
2: um
1: excellent i had um, i had a fantastic weekend i um i was at southfield's recreation ground for the um for the game between radstock and cheddar which is one of our featured games today so i'll keep my powder Dry on uh, on that one. Although I will say, of course, um, that um, Saturday, the 12th of October was uh, non-league day, um, which, of course, every year is scheduled to coincide with the international break. You know, non-league day provides a platform to promote the importance of affordable volunteer led community football. Um, it was set up in 2010 by James Doe as a social media experiment after being inspired by a pre-season trip to Devon to watch Queens Park Rangers play our very own Tavistock okay. and of course has become a, an annual part of the football uh, calendar um ever since and um we uh, this year the um the, the day is uh, the the the, uh, the charity partner for non league day was prostate cancer and um i was very i pleased to help Radstock um, promote a, a collection that they were doing on the day for, for that very worthy charity as well. Um, so, uh, yes, yeah, so I had a great time and I know that a number of clubs across the Western League were doing their bit to promote not only non-league day, but also the charitable work um, that they're involved with as well. So um, for everybody who did and participate in that congratulations we've got an awful lot of football to talk about uh listeners um we've got um fa vars action uh premier division action and a, and a pretty full fixture list in the first division of the tool station western league as well um most of the midweek football was dominated by um the county cups although there was a very interesting match in the premier division on the 8th of october where hallen took on tavistock and played out a one-all draw, and, um, really be very interesting to see we probably won't know until later in the season uh, whether or not for Tavistock that represents um, two points dropped but um, a very uh, 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 good result there for Hallen because I don't think if we'd have been talking about that one on last week's podcast we'd have given Helen much hope considering how well Tavistock have started their life in the Western League. But anyway, congratulations to them. We will start though um, by looking at the first round proper of the FA Vars and um, some of our games of course did fall victim to the weather. Fortunately only two of our sides were unable to play. They'll be in action this Week, and um, but we do start our round roundup um, with Bradford Town, they were at home to Lymington Town, and a very healthy attendance here, Tom.
2: I was about to say, yeah, good, good free figure crowd uh, there on Saturday afternoon. Yeah, despite as you say, probably the weather was a bit worse in the morning than, than during the afternoon, but uh, but it was a, an enjoyable afternoon if you're a Bradford fan, a 1 nil win. Uh, so, they're free to the next round. Uh, at home yeah beat, beat Limington and it was a first half goal uh, from Matty Morris, which did the damage and uh, yeah put the Bobcats in the, uh, in the hat for the, the next round.
1: I've been looking forward to uh, hearing from Bradford Town on the podcast all season and I'm very pleased to say that um, this week I've got an, an interview with Mark Hodkinson, the chairman of um, Bradford Town and I started my conversation with Mark by congratulating him on that win against Limington and um, the opportunity to play in the second round under the vase.
0: It's it's a very important competition for us. So um, as far as you know, we just want to get as far as we possibly can. And you know, it 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 makes the club sort of you know stand out a little bit. And obviously, financially, it's good. And and for the for the town, it's you know it's good that we can try and get as far as we possibly can.
1: Now you travelled to Baffins Milton Rovers uh, in the next round, and and you owe them one, don't you? After last season.
0: Yes we do. Uh, I thought last year when we played them um, was probably one of the worst performances we had put in. Um, I, I was so disappointed after after that game because it was it was winnable um, I, I felt but on the day top football you know you, you get what you you put in and unfortunately we didn't put enough into that game to get a result and then and they progressed to the next round. so yes as you say, I think we do 0-1 and, and, you know, we'll be going down there with every intention to, to get a result and come back and, and progress to the next round.
1: Well, that's the vase, but you've had an excellent start to your league campaign this season. Is is that something you expected going into this season?
0: When we sort of sat down and Wayne had a, a, agreed to stay uh, and we,
2: we looked at, you know, potential players
0: that we could bring in, um, potential players that wouldn't stay with us. Certainly from what Wayne had said and and the players he was looking to come in, yes, obviously, you know, you don't try and get carried away with it right at the beginning of the season. But, you know, from the the quality of the players, uh, uh, I thought, well, you know, if we can get them. Uh, and we can keep them and we can you know, get them to gel together, then, yes, I, I felt that we would have a good chance of sort of being up and around that sort of end of the table.
1: Well, we'll get on to some of the players that you've brought in in a minute. But, I mean, obviously one of the high-profile um, absences is Dan Cottle this season. I'll single him out because over the years I've been doing the podcast, he's been one of my favourite players to watch in the, in the Western League. Is, is he an example of one of those players where perhaps on balance you looked at the players leaving, you looked at the players coming in, D- did you feel that you were actually a stronger squad this season than you had been in the past?
0: Um, Obviously Dan's a quality player. Um, you know, and the, the, the time that he's been at Bradford, he's, he's been an absolute fantastic servant. Uh, he tried it for him once and it didn't work out. He came back, he had a... a fairly decent season when he came back but um decided you know to to try at a higher level and and we are a club that if if someone wants to go higher they go with our blessing you know if they want to give it a go you know give it a go and I'm I'm sure we will I'm sure you know he's another year older now he probably knows what to expect as for I I don't really like to look at individual players you know it is a team game and, and you've got to build a you know, you've got to build a, a solid base and a, and a solid spine. And um, if one individual goes, yes, it, it may be difficult to replace them. But you know, we've 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 brought in some real quality. Um, so you know, I, I feel that um, yes, it would have been nice for Dan to stay, but he made his choice. So you know, we just need to get on with it, and we need to emphasise that you know we we're, we're a strong team and not just a, a team of individuals.
1: Well, let's talk about some of those players that you brought in. Now, normally on the podcast, I like to ask the managers about their pre-season business and whether they, uh, whether they feel that they've strengthened. But many of the new faces um, that uh, you have in your side uh, at the moment, I'm quite familiar with speaking as a Melksham Town um, fan. Um, um, I suppose that's local football, isn't it? Yeah, uh, you
0: know, um, obviously nowadays people don't stay at clubs for, forever. Uh, back in the day, players would probably stay at a club for ten, fifteen years, uh, and obviously managers change, circumstances change, and uh, players move on. Uh, obviously, the players that have come in from Melksham all um, we'll know Wayne anyway, because Wayne is, is, you know, well known throughout the circuit. He's been at Melksham, um, sort of hall as well, so you know he. He knows an awful lot of players, uh, and he identified players that he wanted at the beginning of the season, and you know we went along with that. I, I don't, I, I haven't got this thing where if you've played for someone else, you're not going to play for our club. You know, my my attitude is if you're good enough and the manager wants you, well then you know come in and you'll be welcome, you know, with open arms and. and be part of the you know, they're Bradford players now so anything else is, is forgotten
1: Now Bradford, Bradford have been a big hitter in the Premier Division for some time now certainly for as long as I've been doing the Western League podcast but in your, from your position as chairman how strong do you think this season's Premier Division is compared to recent seasons?
0: I think over the last couple of seasons it, it's got a lot stronger from the last few years there's, there's certainly more teams that are capable of winning it Or being in the top two or three uh, Obviously the introduction sort of a part way A couple of seasons ago Exmouth uh, So you know I, I think at the moment It's the strongest it's been For a, for a long time In depth it, You know to, to maintain You know A top two Or a top three Even a, a top four Place at the moment Teams are going to have to have a, a, a good A good run of it the main thing is, is not to, you know, in, in the past, what's let us down is we've drawn too many games. Um, I think you need to, you know, even if you win a couple and lose one, is better off than, than drawing too many. But yeah, it, it's a strong league. Uh, there's some very, very good players in it. And even, you know, even, I hate, you know, the the phrase of the, the team sort of lower down the bottom or, or smaller teams. They can, they can spring a surprise on the day. It's one of those leagues that... Well, look at uh, Wellington the other day. You, know, it's, you, can't, you can't be complacent in any way or form in this league.
1: Well, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned um, uh, the, the, the difficult nature of some of the teams further down the, um, the table because for, for, for everything you've accomplished in the opening weeks of the season... You've got Brislington up next, and then it's Cribs. Now the form book says that those are two winnable games for you, and indeed if you want to keep up your good run of form, you're gonna to need to take maximum points to keep pace with Parkway. But if any if we if we know anything about either Brislington or Cribs, it's that on their day they're capable of pulling up a shock. So that's not gonna be easy for you, is it?
0: No, we can't you know, you, you can't take any game lightly in this. Um, obviously Brislington tomorrow night will be tough. They, they've signed a few players. Nicole Plummer, who was with us, has gone back there. Um, So yes, you know, and and he's a quality player as well. So you know, we have to be, we have to be on our guard. We have to, you know, we have to prepare properly, and we just cannot take any game lightly. And again, Cribbs, good football inside. You know, lovely pitch. Again, yeah, there's possibility of a. I, I don't like to call them shocks because I think that's a bit disrespectful to. To a lot of the clubs, because you know everyone in this league, I think can beat beat you know the the other team. So um, you, you just have to be strong, and you you know you you have to keep to your game plan, and you, and you have to be as professional as you can about it to get the results.
1: Now, one final question, Mark, um, and that's um, uh, it always fascinates me um, when I meet the chairman of um, Western League clubs because. Um, you know, you're you, you're often um, f- to be found if you're not pulling pints, selling programmes, or sorting out um, sorting out the match day um, takings. I mean, from um, can you give us a little bit of an insight into into your life as a, as a Western League chairman? Perhaps starting off by by what you got it, what got you into the role?
0: Well, I've been associated with Bradford for, for, for many years. I, I played. there, I was actually manager there. Um, I went away, and uh, the the chairman at the time, Les Stevens, who formed the club, who started the club with his wife, um, he was sort of, you know, he he's done everything for that club. It, you know, it's it's his club, uh, him him and his wife. So it's their club, but you know, they were coming towards, you know, they. It was becoming more and more difficult for them to to keep going as chairman and, and treasurer. Um, and we, we sat down one evening and, and he asked me whether I'd like to take it on. And I thought, if I didn't, I didn't know who else would, if I'm totally honest. So um, I decided to give it a go. I uh, spoke to a good friend of mine who's now the vice chairman uh Jonathan Phillips and we decided that yes we, we would try and take the club forward and uh, yes it's, it's very difficult uh, um, as you say you know you, you arrive probably at 12 o'clock after collecting the sort of after match food you then prepare the bar you sort the programmes you do this and you do that and, you know you might be able to watch about 60 minutes of the game before you're doing other things and um that's what you do for the club you know there's there's nothing you don't do it for yourself Um, it is all about the club and uh, the most important thing it's like I always say to everyone the most important thing is the club Um, it's not about there's no hierarchy or anything like that I've got the 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 name as chairman but you know I don't mind uh, sweeping the changing rooms or doing whatever whatever
1: has to be done uh, to get a match on and my thanks to Mark for his time. Now, moving on to our next featured game, and it's um, it's an old familiar friend. It's Malmesbury Victoria. We remember them, don't we? They took on um, I, I'm going to say a rejuvenated Tom Roman Glass St George.
2: I think that'd be a good way to to look at them right now. Yeah, they're they're, they're starting to starting to battle battle in their matches, and in this one they had to had to do it the hard way. Uh, yeah, travelling to to take on Malmesbury, uh, and they were three one down after about an hour. So uh, looking like their their Vars uh, journey would come to a pretty pretty premature end uh, but yeah they managed to well produce quite a quite a comeback uh, four goals in the final half hour uh, to progress to the the second round Ryan Radford uh, he's yeah probably their their leading marksman George Box uh, Jack Trot and Matt Guy uh, all finally in the back of the net and yeah they smashed in a load of late goals and uh, claimed a 5-3 win away at Malmesbury so an absolutely fantastic uh, fa- fantastic comeback from Raymond Glass and George
1: now, our next game is one of the games we talked about on last week's podcast, and we did speculate that if Bridgewater Town lingered a little bit too long at, the, at, uh, at their opponents, they might fall victim of the uh, the October 31st Brexit deadline. No, they weren't really on the continent. Of course, they were on the Isle of Wight. They were at Newport. Well, they don't have to hang about too long. Um, it was a bit of a smash-and-grab raid there, but um, um, Bridgewater progressed to the second round, Tom.
2: Yeah, indeed. Uh, uh yeah, a worthwhile trip across the channel for them. Uh, two-nil victory, just five minutes into the game. Jake Brown heading them, heading them ahead. Uh, brilliant Harry Horton free kick uh, put in, and, and yeah, Brown getting getting his head on it. Uh, yeah, and then towards the end of the first half, uh, the home side had a had a man sent off, and uh, Bridgewater took full advantage. Uh, Jake Llewellyn uh, firing home from the penalty spot as he always does. Uh, I don't think I've ever ever known him to miss a penalty. Very reliable. Uh, there was a foul on Brown, and uh, yeah, Llewellyn stepped up made it to no and that's how it stayed so yeah Bridgewater progressed to the the second round
1: now of course all great stories um in cinema feature a trilogy and that's where we're up to in this particular fixture uh Tavistock against Shepton Mallet the third time that these two sides have met this season and uh, who were the victors here Tom
2: Mm -hmm. indeed Uh, they know each other pretty well I think these two sides but it was Tavistock who uh uh, ran out of run out winners uh, in this one, uh, knocking Shepton out of another FA competition. Um, yeah, and it was Jack Craigo. I mean, this man doesn't stop scoring in cup competitions. So uh, uh, three goals for him inside the opening 23 minutes. A uh, uh, Pretty fast hat trick. Um, and yeah, the Lamb's running out 4 one winners and they will take on Exmouth in the next round. So uh, another big clash for for uh, Tavistock and uh, Craig to look forward to but unfortunately Shepton yeah uh, knocked out by Tavistock uh, in another 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 cup this season so I'm sure they'll be wanting to get a bit of revenge in, in the league matches coming up
1: now our final featured game in the FA Vars involves our last sole representative from the First Division, of course, the division that I spend most of my time watching in the Toolstation Station Western League. And it is my old friend, Warminster Town. They were taking on another side from the Isle of Wight. This time, it was East Cowes-Victoria Athletic. They had to make their trip um, from the Isle of Wight to uh, to Wiltshire and they went home unhappy, Tom.
2: They did, uh, indeed. A 3-2 victory for Warminster. Uh, brilliant, brilliant result for the First Division side, as you say. Uh, goals after the... After the halftime, we saw from Charlie Walton and then James Vincent helping them uh, to the 3-2 win. And, uh, yeah, they've been rewarded with a, with another home tie in the next round. I think they're taking on AFC Porchester. So, uh, yeah, we'll see how they get on in that one. But, uh, yeah, congratulations to uh, to Warminster.
1: Now, moving on to the Premier Division, we had um, five games in the Premier Division on Saturday, so plenty of football to talk about. We start off by looking at Cadbury Heath against Chipping, Sodbury Town.
2: Yeah, indeed, and there was yeah, there was actually lots going on. I mean, maybe a, a slightly uh, slightly shortened schedule, but, but all of these games seem to be seem to be got stuff going on everywhere. So it was a it was a fascinating afternoon. Uh, starting with yeah, Cabrera Heath, uh, a 2-1 win uh, over Chipping Sudbury Town, uh, ending a, ending a spell of seven matches without a win uh, for the home side. So an important victory, and it was Matt Huxley uh, scoring twice uh, for the home side, either side of a. A penalty from Justin Bishop um, to, yeah, to hand the, to hand Heath, uh, as I say, a much needed three points.
1: Our next game um, features Hallen, a side we've already talked about once on the podcast. On this occasion, they visited Clevedon Town. Clevedon, of course, we know they can always get good gates, but um, Hallen are going great guns. It must mean that Ray Johnson wants to get on the podcast. I can't think mm. of any other reason for their outstanding performances. Anyway, Hallen taking all three points from this one, Tom.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Up to up to fourth now. Uh, fantastic start for Halland, and then yeah, another team that uh, came from behind to 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 to, to gain victory on Saturday afternoon. Uh, twice uh, falling behind, as I say, Zach drew uh, putting Clevedon ahead in the 21st minute before Aaron Robbins levelled things uh, just before the break. Uh, but then Clevedon pushed ahead again in the second half. And that was a goal from Jay Murray uh, early in the second half to to restore Clevedon's advantage, uh, but then yeah, it was all about Hallen. Uh Carl Thomas uh, equalising from the penalty spot uh, following a handball, uh, with Robbins then scoring his second second of the match to to give the the, the visitors their first lead of the afternoon uh, with 20 minutes left on the clock, uh, and then it was substitute Ed Bamfo uh, wrapping things up, and uh, yeah, uh, a absolutely brilliant result for Hallen, as as we say, awesome start to the to the league season up to up to up to the dizzy heights of fourth and uh yeah brilliant win away at Clevedon.
1: now our next game uh, is um street against cribs and five goals here to talk about tom
2: yeah absolutely and uh yeah three of them all, all belong, belong to one man uh man of the match george kello uh scoring three for, for cribs in their their latest victory uh they did fall behind early in this one but then uh, yeah kello scoring twice uh in the in a frantic start to the game uh, his two goals, two early goals, putting them two-one up after just 13 minutes. So uh, yeah, hope, hope nobody was late to 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 get to this one. Uh, Street then uh, levelled midway through the through the first half. Uh, with uh, yeah, a draw then looking likely. It was Kello again, of course, uh, popping up with a winner six minutes from time, uh, completing his hat-trick and completing a, a brilliant win for, for cribs Another uh, an, another away victory on Saturday afternoon. Uh, yeah, they won three-two away at Street.
1: And our next game also includes five goals, but this time they were only for one side. The home side was Wellington, the visitors odd down.
2: Yeah, Wellington, uh, brilliant win. Um, obviously had a, had a bit of a difficult difficult start to, to life this season. But uh, yeah, fantastic afternoon uh, on Saturday. Uh, a volley finish from Joe Chamberlain putting them ahead. Uh, at the break, uh, but then yeah, after half-time they uh, yeah, were pretty rampant uh, Matt Dawson doubling their advantage uh, before further goals from Tom Hawkins, uh, Chamberlain again uh, and then second half substitute uh, Ollie Holman giving them a, a pretty big victory over, over, over Odd Down If you're thinking, Toolstation I know they'll save me money, but do they have all the top brands?
0: You know, DeWalt Makita, Einhell, Stanley Myra, Kudox, Nest and Santex, yeah they do. Over 15,000 trade-quality products in the range from the leading brands with prices that are hard to beat. If you want a helping hand to save on your next job, try Toolstation. To with over 300 branches, there's always a Toolstation near you.
1: Now, we move into the first division uh, where we kick off with a six-goal thriller. This one between Ashton and Batwell United and everyone's favourite Jacqueline Hydeside, Corsham
2: Town. Mm-hmm. Indeed, uh, yeah, tough to tough to predict Caution, and it looked like they might be be on their way to three points on Saturday afternoon, taking a tenth minute lead through uh, Luke Curtis uh, before uh, Curtis and turn provider a couple of minutes later, uh, supplying the assist for for Josh Bright to to fire home a second, uh, giving Caution a pretty early two goal lead. Um, the home side then got back on back on level terms, uh, a Joe Bishop penalty and then a, a header from Harry Walker, uh, drawing them level as we say, uh, Caution. Uh, but uh, managed to fight back uh, Lee Rogers through ball uh, buried by uh, Josh Hard uh, to make it 3-2 but it was Ashton back where we had the last word uh, Charlie Rich with an injury time a free kick and it uh, ended 3-0 so a brilliant game there between Ashton and Corsham and the, uh, the yeah the points were shared And
1: our next side, um, Town table toppers no less, they took on um, um, top of the table rivals Wells City but uh, it was a clear win for the Wiltshiremen
2: yeah, it was uh, the final final scoreline definitely a 3-1 win for Khan, but they did it did it the hard way. Uh Wells leading for much of the game. Uh Harry Foster among the leading scorers this season he put put the away side ahead uh, and then actually had a chance to double his tally but uh saw a, saw his penalty uh, saved just for half time to to pretty much keep Khan in it. Uh with then 20 minutes left on the clock uh the the home side managed to, to get back on level terms. Uh, Jamal Chevelo uh, recently signed from uh, from Corsham. Uh, getting them on, uh, yeah, getting it back to one all, uh, and then the same man scored twice more in the final uh, 15 minutes uh, to, yeah, salvage an excellent victory for for as you say, table topping, uh, and a brilliant hat trick from Chevalier, who looks to be a pretty astute signing. You'd think um, should should help uh, should help Kahn in front of goal over the next couple of months.
1: Now, Khan Town, of course. Um, are jointly managed by Ben Redford and Ben over the years has been a great supporter of the podcast and I very much enjoyed our conversation so when I saw that Khan had taken their place at the summit of the First Division I thought this was a great opportunity to get Ben on to the podcast. I know it's only October but I started off my interview with Ben by congratulating him on t- topping the table
3: if you said at the start of the season after 10 games you'd be top of the league, then obviously we'd have snatched our hands off. But obviously it's early days. We know it's still a long way to go and yeah, we're just enjoying it while we're there for the time being.
1: Well, you did it in style um, at the weekend, didn't you, against Wells City. Of course, they've been going incredibly well uh, this season, like yourselves. Um, and if they had won that game, then it would have been them who'd have been on top. But, um, but it was you in the end. You must have known going into this, though, it was going to be a difficult game start of
3: the season, I, I did say, seeing the players they signed, I did say Wells, for me, would be the title favourites. Um, I'm not changing my opinion on that. They've got a very good side. They've had good results, um, Score a lot of goals. We knew it was going to be a tough game. We knew we were to be at our best. Um, yeah, so all the lads were up for it. We uh, went down 1-0 quite early on, but lads stuck to the plan. Um, we knew we could knew get the job done in the second half. So, yeah, it was a um, good result for us and gives us more confidence.
1: Well, of course, you've mentioned Wells there um, being one of your pre-season favourites. You've also come up against the likes of Ashton and Backwell, Longwell, Green and Cheddar. So, what what do you make of the, uh, the runners and riders in the first division title race?
3: Do you know what? We've, we've had to have the toughest fixtures um, in the first ten games we've played played Radstock, um, Cheddar, Backwell, Longwell Green, Oldland. There's not much between any of them. I think in um, any of the 10 games we've played, you can There's not a lot between any of the sides we've played. There's no easy game in this league. Um, to be honest, league favourites have to see everyone. It's hard to, uh, hard to say now, but I would still stick with Wales will be up there. I think Cheddar will be up there. But the three Bristol sides as I mentioned um, in Backwell, Longwell Green, and Oldham, they will be—they'll be, be right up there as well.
1: Well, one other side that might well be up there is Calm. How do you think you're going to go this campaign?
3: Um, to be honest, we didn't set any targets at the start of the season. We lost a lot, of, lost a lot of good players from last year. But so it's a bit of a rebuilding job. So it's good to be up there now. But we know it's a long season. Last season it was similar. We had a great start. We were probably one of the teams to beat we went on a good unbeaten run and then after christmas faded away so like we were forgotten about but i'd like to be out there come the end of the season but i'm not going to say oh we're going for promotion or we're going to win the league it's too early to say anything like that it's um it's 38 games in the season we've only played 10 so yeah if we could if we can be top half again i'll be i'm being realistic here then we'd be happy with that
1: you, you mentioned you, you had um, plenty of comings and goings in the pre season. I know that's always quite disruptive for a, for a side. Um, in terms of the players that you've brought in, are there any new names that the fans should be keeping an eye out for?
3: Yeah, so we've signed Aaron Witchell's come back from Chipland Park. He was with us the year before and he's come back. He's, he's been excellent. Um, signed a new goalkeeper, Sam Thompson, who played for Malksham at the end of last year. He's also been at Corsham, Chipland Park, Cadbury Heath. So yeah, he's been a great sign, he's been superb. Um, So Jake Allen, who's a striker, he's come from Amesbury. Uh, we got, there's two lads um, who come up from the under 18s and reserves last year. Declan Mastravic and Oscar Webster, they've been a breath of fresh air. They've um, come pre-season with us, trained hard, played really well in the games. We stuck them in, and yeah, they do look out of place one bit. They? They've been, they've been superb, and other new signers, We've got Jamal back from Corsham and Mark Dolman. So yeah, it's um, it is a new squad to be honest.
1: Well, uh, you're certainly um, you've certainly started the season well. So that, those uh, those new uh, new faces are certainly um, settling in, which is um, which is to, to your credit. Now you've got Welton Rovers coming up next. Um, now, we never know quite which Welton Rovers side you're going to get, so it's not a game you can take lightly, is it?
3: Yeah, to be honest, there's no point in us beating Wales, shouting and making noise about that if we don't go to Welton and win again, then back it up. That's what we need to start doing now. We need to start winning consecutively, winning after game after game. Um, we know Welton, it's always a tough place to go. We know they'll be hard to beat. Um, like every game in this league, you need to be at your game otherwise... You, you will be beat. Um, so, yeah, you need to get the players in the right frame of mind, go there with with the intent to win.
1: Uh, backing the game, backing your win against Wells Up, against Welton, I think is a really important is a really important theme for those sides at the top of the table because we see season in, season out, particularly in the First Division. It's such an inconsistent league. You've obviously been involved now with the side in the First Division for a couple of seasons. So how important is it to to be a bit streetwise about, you know, uh, keeping the league table ticking over?
3: Do you know what? Last year I think we went on a really good win and run and... Prime example I think. I think we beat Longwell Green 4-3 and that was like our fifth win on the belts. We then went to telephone to were bottom of the league and drew one all. So that sort of summed it up really. What we need to do this year is start winning game after game to get real momentum because teams are just taking points off anyone this year. I think the last three or four years there's two teams who run away with it. They get over 90 points and then there's a gap. I don't think it'll be like that out this year. I think you could be talking high seventies, eighty points will win you that league, and there'll be there'll be teams. I think there's about eight to ten teams this year who really believe they can win the league. If not, they'll get promotion. So you need to be at a game every single week if you want to want to achieve anything.
1: How much do you think the conditions will play a part in this season's campaign? Because obviously, I mean, you've had a fantastic start. Um, but as we head out of October into November, we can all see what the weather's doing at the moment. I mean, it's, um, you know, it, we've got constant rain and we know it's going to get worse over the Christmas period and into Feb- you know, January, February with, with hard pitches and snow as well. So it, is part of it about not about not being necessarily a purist about your playing style and, and actually being able to adapt to different grounds and different conditions?
3: Yeah, massively. Um, there's certain grounds you don't want to go to in the winter, um, we we do like to play football, we'd like to get the ball on the deck, but there's games this year where we haven't had the players to do so, so we've had to adapt, we've had to be hard to beat. Um, so yeah, the pitchers play a massive part in that. So yeah, we, we will have to adapt even more, but I believe we can do so.
1: Now, um, Welton Rovers, we were just talking about there. Um, they're the first of three away games for you on the spin, and that finishes that little run. finishes with an away trip to Tavistock of all places on Wednesday the thirtieth. So, how are you? Uh, um, how do you feel about that?
3: Yeah, I didn't really want to be reminded about the Tavistock one, but especially midweek. But yeah, we have got um, I think it's Welton this Saturday, and then I think it's said the following week. So That's right. Every game's tough in this league, like I keep saying, but especially away ones, um, you know, it's just about getting a consistent squad. Our squad's thin enough as it is, but as long as we keep everyone fit and everyone, you know, if everyone travels, then I think, yeah, there's no reason why we can't come out of those games with positive results.
1: Now one final question for you, Ben. Um we I well I certainly enjoy our conversations on the podcast, but of course you're one half of the management duo at Khan. Um, perhaps we should save the final words to your um your co manager Trevor Rawlings. Um,
3: yeah, so obviously in the summer, um, back in the last season Clyde decided to step down and so did Aaron Hopkins, our assistant. So it was a bit of a, a bit of a strange summer really. The club gave me the they let me well, they said to me Look, who who do you want to be alongside with you? So there was, I'll be honest, there was only really one person I was going to talk to first, and that was Trev. I had a few conversations with him, shared the same ideas. He knew he knew what the club was about, so he come in. Um, he's been he's been great to be honest. He's he's experienced at this level. I learn a lot of him. Um, he's good with the players. He, he wants things done properly. so Yeah, he's been great. And then we've got Liam Jones as our assistant, who's He's great. He does a lot of the coaching at training. He does it takes the warm-ups. He's good in the changing rooms. So, yeah, it's a good little management team we've got going, and hopefully we can uh, build something good at Cal.
1: And my thanks to Ben for his time. Now, one more game in the First Division, and it was the game that I was at. It is Radstock Town, the Miners, against <laughs> Cheddar, who, of course, have been going incredibly well in the First Division themselves this season
2: yeah indeed uh cheddar a little bit of a sticky patch i think it's four four defeats from five but uh yeah uh they come from behind uh win for radstock in this one uh the cheeseman going ahead um robbie mags deflected effort looked to be uh yeah handing them a, a a crucial away victory uh but radstock managed to to find uh something in the in the final 20 minutes and uh two goals from james rustle uh brilliant Brilliant man in form at the moment. Uh, As I say, he scored twice and uh, a 2-1 win for for Radstock at home to Cheddar.
1: Well, Tom, I I really can't add a great deal um, um, (laughs) to your synopsis of the game there because I think that's probably how I would have put it. I was commentating on the game, would you believe, listeners. I try and keep my hand in a couple of times throughout the season just to keep me in good order for the Les Phillips Cup final. Um, But um, it was an opportunity that um, um, Radstock asked me to do as part of the support we were prom- um, promoting for um non league day and um, which I was very happy to do but um um if you want to appreciate just how good the game was please Whatever you do, don't listen to me um, butchering it with my appalling commentary. Although I must say I thoroughly enjoyed myself and the company of Sam Gregory, who, of course, is one of Radstock's um, strikers, but he's uh, he's injured. He's been on a long-term injury. We had a thoroughly good time um, on Saturday. And there are highlights on YouTube and I would recommend you watch them because it is no small exaggeration to say that I felt that this was a fantastic um, advertisement for the tool Station Western League, let alone the First Division. And I say that not necessarily because we saw the greatest skill for football um, on the day. The conditions played their part. As we all know, there'd been a huge amount of rain over the last few days, and I genuinely feared that the game wouldn't be taking place. I had a little bit of a look at the ground on Friday um, afternoon with the Red Sox chairman, Simon Wilkinson, and although the game was holding up well then, um, unfortunately, we were scheduled to have rained all night and all day. As it turned out, that wasn't the case, and that's what saved the fixture, and I'm really pleased that it did. It was one of those classic occasions when you see on... Champions League and Premier League football where they're watering the pitch, they're looking for the ball to zip off of it. And that caused both teams problem. But I will say this, that both sides are incredibly well drilled and and played an incredibly structured game, which not only made my life as a commentator easier, but it also gave a great deal of pleasure to the 71 people who made it to Southfields to watch that game. Uh, Incredibly close in the first half. I would have said that Radstock edged it in terms of possession, but Cheddar certainly had the better chances on goal and probably were, were were more dissatisfied not to go in than uh, than radstock in the second half when cheddar um took the lead i thought that was it i've watched enough of radstock over the years the gloriously inconsistent consistent side um in the in the first division to think right okay the heads are going to go down and uh, and cheddar who are obviously a very strong side are going to take this away from them that wasn't the case Um, radstock battled and battled and rustel was was absolutely sublime um a lot of um uh, radstock's um, wide players rico sobers in particular um um came into their own in the second half and really exploited um, pace um uh in in the game and that and that made ultimately the difference that game carried on as a contest until well after the 90th minute and there were some incredible saves right at the death by both goalkeepers that really, under different circumstances, would have seen um, goals scored. And indeed, in fairness to Cheddar, there was a fantastic um, goal line clearance as well from one of the defenders, which really arguably should have given Rustell his hat-trick on the day. It was a wonderful, wonderful um, game to be present at. Uh, Cheddar, unfortunately, went home with no points, but as far as I was concerned, I felt that, that was a, you know, they, they played their part in a really wonderful game of football. As I say, whatever you do, don't listen to my commentary. You can find it on the Western League's Twitter feet. Um, but um, do have a look on YouTube Because um, really without my words um, The players did their bit To um, really entertain So a thoroughly, thoroughly entertaining match There, I'm going to shut up now because I did far too much Talking on Saturday We are going to look at the upcoming fixtures now Tom, a couple of big FA Vars Games, on Tuesday the 15th We have Bitten against Tadley, Khaliva And then on um, Wednesday The 16th, Romsey tra- um, our Take on um, Plymouth Puckway, and we do have a First Division game on friday the 18th so a bit of friday night football there between wales and oldland but of course the main order of business is saturday the 19th of october which uh, which game has tickled your fancy in the premier division
2: i've plumped for canesham versus experts now canesham obviously um uh, champions of the the first division last year um probably were hoping to to do something similar to to westbury uh, obviously last year after they'd come up uh, had a really good uh, first season in the Premier Division uh, but uh, it's, well, yeah it's not quite gone their way so far but I don't think that's yeah without um, that's not I think they're definitely capable of turning that around they've scored 11 league goals uh, in the last four games uh, without getting a victory so I think they're due one but obviously taking on a an Exmouth side another win for them in the, in the Vars last weekend so they're a yeah, they're a tough, tough nut to crack, obviously, enough, but uh, a trip to Keynesham, to who wouldn't call them free scoring, but they're, yeah, they're definitely having a, a good go in front of goal. So I think it'll be a pretty entertaining game. And um, uh, yeah, definitely backing both teams to score, uh, potentially, a, potentially a home win for Keynesham, which may be long overdue.
1: Now, my um, pick of the bunch is Tavistock against Westbury. On their day, these are two very, very difficult sides to beat in the Premier Division, and that's really what I'm banking on in this fixture here. I think Tavistock are, without question, the favourites here. I think perhaps they've had a slow start to this league campaign, basically because they haven't been able to play any league games because they've been in so many um, cup competitions. So they're going to want to start racking up the points in the league. Um, On paper, without question, the favourites, but Westbury are a very difficult Nut to crack if Neil Kirkpatrick knows anything it's how to win football matches he proved that last season and I think Westbury will give Tavistock a very stern test uh, now then moving on to the first division and uh, which game have you gone for here Tom
2: gone for Cheddar versus Longwell Green so obviously Cheddar as we yeah discussed four, four losses in five I think the stat was um, following that um, yeah yeah uh, late defeat against uh, Bradstock on the weekend and taking on a Longwell Green uh, side who've got 10 points from their, their last five games. So, uh, yeah, doing really well at the moment. Uh, hat-trick for Danny Carter in their big win on the weekend. Uh, so, yeah, another, another difficult match for Cheddar. Uh, obviously, the pressure's on them a bit. Uh, so, uh, yeah, interesting to see how they cope with a, an informed Longwell Green side.
1: Now, I'm going to go for Sherbourne Town against Radstock Town. Um, these are the two sides that find themselves locked together in the first division. Radstock in eighth, Sherbourne in ninth. So the winner will ultimately go um, above uh, above the other. Um, Sherbourne have been um, been doing very... They've had a good start this season. Of course, so have, so have Radstock. But these t- are two sides that don't do anything by halves. Um, um, capable of winning on their day, but equally, um, they've lost a fair few games as well. Neither side has yet to draw, so I think we can probably rule that out as an outcome on uh, on Saturday. Although now I've said that, of course, Tom, that's probably guaranteed that that will be the result between the two of them. Anyway, yeah. I reckon if you want to see a result and some goals, then Sherbourne Town against Radstock is the one for me. Uh, we did uh, league tables last week, so today we will uh, we will revel in the um, in the uh, the goal scorers. And I'm very much looking forward um, to the first division um, list because a man I saw in fine shooting form is right at the top of that. Anyway, we won't get we won't get ahead of ourselves, Tom. Mm-hmm. I shall let you take us um, from the from the top and the Premier Division's leading goal scorers.
2: So yeah, uh, as you say, uh, first first division. I think you know who's leading the way, but in the Premier Division. Uh, we've got Adam Carter of uh, Plymouth Parkway. He's looking tough to tough to chat down at the moment. League goals uh, only. He's got 16 already. And then there's a, a group of four four chaps on, on nine goals. We've got Jack Taylor of Bridgewater, Jack Fillingham of uh, Shepton Mallet, Lucas Fowles of uh, Clevedon, and then uh, Bitten's Josh Egan. They're all on nine, so seven behind Carter, uh, who's made an absolutely brilliant start to, to the season for, for Parkway. Uh, and then in the first division, obviously, uh, yeah, a man you... You, you know you know it is in, in good form. James Rustle of uh, uh, Bradstock, 13 league goals so far this season. Uh, he leads the way at the moment. We've got another chap on uh, and double figures. That's Harry Foster of Wales. Uh, he's up to 10. Uh, and then a couple of guys on nine as well. So we've got Stuart Windsor of Carm, uh, and Danny Carter, who I just briefly mentioned there, of Longwell Green, whose hat-trick took him to, to nine and nine this season. So he's doing well in, in league games as well. Uh, and then if we look at all competitions, well, yeah, uh, Jack, so you mentioned about Tavistock not having played too many league games. Uh, they have played plenty of cup games though, and he's now got 20 goals in all competitions this year. Uh, I wouldn't quite go as far to call him a cup specialist. Cause I'm sure he's got plenty of uh, league goals up his sleeves uh, to come over the next couple of uh, couple of months. Uh, but yeah, he leads away on 20. We've got Rustle. Uh, he's got 18. Carter on 16. Uh, and then, yeah, plenty of the, the similar names that I've just mentioned there. Foster. Uh, Taylor Fillingham vows uh, and then we've got a couple of others uh, who have just reached double figures uh, Stuart Windsor of Calm uh, who's on 10 and uh, Gary Higdon of Bradford who's also on 10 uh, so that's that's how how it, how it lies at the moment
1: excellent stuff tom thank you very much indeed for your time as always um we've been reviewing your excellent bulletin which of course not only is it full of the statistics from the league's leading goal scorers but also we've got top attendances league tables and your excellent match summaries as well where can the listeners find that
2: that is on the uh, on the website uh, there's a uh, tab along the top uh, which takes you to the most recent one uh, and then also on the homepage there is a, a place where you can download the the latest uh, copy uh, in PDF format, and uh, yeah, that should should have, as you say should have everything everything you need uh, come come Sunday lunchtime.
1: Superb, Tom. Thank you very much indeed Pleasure. for your time, and I look forward to catching up with you on next week's Tool Station Western League podcast.